Who's Here next? Well, we've got a huge guest now. We were one of my favourite oh, players of all time. Well, this the oh, no, this guy was so much fun to watch. Like amazing, incredible footballer. We've got Joel Selwood playing his 350th this weekend, and he's a three-time Premiership star. I don't think he would be without the our next guest. No, I reckon he'd be a one-timer at best. <laughs> uh, and we say good evening to Stevie Johnson. G'day, Stevie. Good evening, boys. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining us. Uh, would that be quite right? I'm sure I've seen uh, all of Geelong's premierships recently, and uh, without you, Joel Selwood might be only a one-time premiership player. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know if I'd have one if it wasn't for him walking through the doors with an uh, 18-year-old. So uh, I was pretty fortunate to play with Joel, and it's incredible that he's uh, bringing up his 350th game this weekend. He's been uh, an amazing player for that club ever since the, yeah, the moment he walked in the door. Yeah, it was here, Stevie. We had uh, Moons on last week, and he said he he said that Joel made an immediate impact with the way he sort of came in and and showed leadership from the start. Did you see that? And how did that sit with sit with you? Actually, uh, he turned up the year before he got drafted uh, as an AIS player to train with us for about two weeks, and uh, you could see from the, the very first first moment he sort of walked on the track and trained with us and done a bit of match play that um, he was going to be something special. And um, I, I reckon if if we could have picked him that week that he trained, he, he would have played. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just. Uh, he's just one of those blokes that comes. He's so professional. He makes others around him uh, much better. He's just been, you know, one of the, you know, sits comfortably as one of the most important people that's ever come through that footy club in its history. I would have thought. And yourself, Stevie, you you are sort of well known on the field for for a good sledge, but also just knew how to play the game. Uh, when you look back at your career and with Geelong, how do you feel about all that now? Uh, yeah, I just, um, as time goes on, I think um, I just realised how fortunate I was to play at such a great club with so many champions. I mean, Joel's, Joel's one of them, but there's probably another nine or ten names that I could reel off that uh, are probably potential Hall of Famers. And there's no doubt when you've got players around you, uh, they help you become the player you, can, you want to be. So uh, I'm under no illusion that I, I wouldn't have got the... Uh, uh, the most out of myself if, if I didn't have those players kicking the ball down into the forward line for me. And, and the crossover to GWS, when you went over there, what sort of things did you notice that, that may have been different? Oh, it's just a young, it was a young club. I mean, they'd, um, they'd, they'd been belted from pillar to post as young blokes, but um, they were starting to grow up at that stage and, um, you know, never made a final series until that point. But um, what I realised is a really hard, hungry young group and, and they're probably ready to uh, ready to take over. And, yeah, for the moment I actually walked in there, I, I thought, gee, this, this group could potentially win a premiership pretty soon. So, you know, it doesn't have the history like Geelong and, you know, everything's um, a little bit different, but um, it was a really good young group to play with and, yeah, I enjoyed uh, playing my final two years there. I probably should have finished after one, uh, the way I sort of finished off, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it and I've enjoyed living up in Sydney. It's been great. And just on sort of a player point of view, we had uh, we actually had Peter Dacos on last week and, and you, for me, took over where he left off in the mercurial side of things, but now we've got yeah. a bloke uh, that we love, we love to watch, Toby Green. How have you found uh, sort of working with him and, and seeing what he can do in the park? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I just think he's, you know, probably 
uh, one of the top three players in the competition, just the way he goes about his, his training, which probably gets underestimated or not spoken about a lot um, because of the off-field stuff and some of the stuff he's, he's you know, done off, um, the on-field transgressions. But, um, yeah, he's one of the hardest trainers you'll come across. He's a real uh, footy head. Like, he's, you know, he's had, he actually had this DVD that he... Uh, he brought around for my son about uh, about two years ago, and he reckons that uh, I think it was the biffs, bumps, and bruises or something like that. <laughs> yep. But uh, he watched every single day when he woke up, so uh, he was destined to uh, to play the way he he does. And um, you know, in a struggling side this season, what he's been able to do since he come back in just shows you know the quality of the player. And um, yeah, so it's yeah, pretty special. Have you have you seen anyone sort of like him? Oh. I mean, he, he, and he's someone that you, you go to watch, like yourself. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a different type of player than anyone else, I guess. He can go and play, but, um, yeah, I mean, the way he's... The, why he's so dangerous is because he's got such great physical um, attributes. I mean, he can, he can run uh, at speed, he can jump, he's so clean at ground level, and... And now he's got that ability to, you know, to, to kick goals out of out of nowhere. Which, um, you know, I think when he first started his career, he was sort of a midfielder that used to turn the ball over a bit. He used to think he's pretty clumsy with the ball, but now he's a uh, he's a dead eye dick in front of goal. So he's worked hard at his game, and um, yeah, he certainly is one of the one of the players in a competition that everyone I think everyone goes loves to go and watch. Yes, we, we, we do. Now, uh, we're talking to Stevie J, 2007 Norm Smith medalist. Uh, I want to take you back to that day. I tried to get you on last week, mate, uh, to talk about it. Uh, can you just reminisce for a bit, for a minute uh, about that day and how uh, much fun you had? Yeah, it was a good day. Um, look, uh, as I said before, the ball was coming down. You know, our midfielders, we had an unbelievable midfield, and even off our half-back line, uh, the ball was coming down pretty quick, so just have to make position and they get the ball in your hands, but, you know, I guess everyone dreams of playing in the grand final as they grow up, and uh, there was a fair bit of nervous anticipation before that game. Uh, we'd had a pretty good year in 2007, and, uh, you know, they'd lost the four grand finals in the 90s, and so it was on us to try and uh, resurrect it, and, uh, it's, yeah, pretty nervous leading into that, that week but um, within about 10 minutes of the game it was, you know, when Brad Ottens ran down, I think it was Pettigrew on the halfback flank, you know, a six foot six bloke running down one of their quickest players, I thought, geez, it's our day and um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get on the end of a couple. <laughs> you certainly were. So in a big game like that, you, you, you notice, I mean, you just said you notice, you remember that incident, but you notice that during the game you thought, and that makes you feel on, is that yeah, I think um, we used to try and, as a club, try to celebrate the little things as much as anything. I know we were probably renowned for being that um, really attacking, really attacking team that could score, you know, high scores. Obviously, won that that game by 119 points, but that was um, generally off the back of you know really strong defence and and sort of selfless acts and uh, like, like that one of Otto. So that that's why it stands out because. Uh, we really like to reward that stuff, and that, that's what helps you kick the goals at the other end, I guess. Was it half time or was it three quarter time, Stevie? That you uh, got you, <laughs> the, the, the coaches got you to name Normie. Was it? Well, I think I think you had Shannon Burns on a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> yes. um, and if you had asked him, he would have told you that I told him halfway through the first quarter. <laughs> but, um, 
No, I think it was three-quarter time, just a little bit of banter with uh, Kenny Hinckley, who um, back in his day, so we speak to a few of his old teammates as you uh, get to know a few of the uh, older players that come back into the club. And they used to say that he'd go to the centre-half back, Bluey McGrath, and say, just mind my man, Bluey, I'll be back in three votes. So uh, uh, the game was over there at three-quarter time. I know Cameron Lee and Tom Harley certainly didn't think so. They were still trying to drive the standards, but there was a few of us thinking about what we're going to do that night. And uh, Kenny sort of asked me to to come over for the the Fords meeting, and I pretended I didn't hear him, and then uh, I just sort of come out with, don't call me Stevie, call me Norm, but... Uh, I never knew that it'd actually get the uh, get blown up the way it has, and now everyone wants to know about it. Brilliant story! Oh, it's fantastic. I think you, I think you need, and I think players. I mean, I, I, no spectators and viewers mistake that sort of uh, confidence and and you know trust and ability for for arrogance. When it is, you have to be confident, yeah. trust your ability, and it's and fun. Yeah, and, and and a bit of fun, but. I think that's what Toby, maybe Toby's problem was in his earlier years, but now I think the viewers now see him past that. But the same was with you. We, we, we had to get a, a little bit past that. And same with Carey and those type of blokes. Yeah, I think you definitely got to have um, an air of um, confidence or a little bit of arrogance to, to, to be you know, a, a good player on the big stage. I mean, there's... Um, you know, you look at the great players over the over the journey. They're the ones that go out and pump their chest out at the start of the game, and 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 say, "Come at me to their opponents." And and that, that's the type of player that Toby is. He knows that um, you know he's going to come out and he's going to get the best defender, and, and the opposition team are going to come at him. But he embraces that, and that's what I've noticed of all the great players that I ever played with. They uh, they relish that opportunity to, to perform against the best in, in the big games. And you also, um, after your, your post-footy career, you went uh, and uh, did a bit of coaching. You went to the Sydney. Um, tell us, uh, what was what was Sydney like and how, why did you move to the Giants? Yeah, I spent three years there after I uh, finished up at the Giants. And yeah, it was a great opportunity. It's a great football club and uh, got to work under John Longmire, who's a fantastic coach. Um, and, yeah, really enjoyed my time there. Um, at the end of the three years there, uh, there was a fair bit of uncertainty in the industry at that point with COVID and everything. And, um, you know, there was no guarantees going forward for any of the coaches, I guess, right across the industry. And it just so happened that the Giants had, had lost a couple of coaches who had left. Uh, and they approached me before, um, I guess, the Swans were, were even looking to, you know, to look to the future of what they were going to do. So, um yeah, I was happy to go back to the Giants. As I said, I really enjoyed my time there. And, um, look, things aren't going as well as what we'd like this year, but we were good enough to win a final last year, decimated by injuries. And the same sort of happened again this year, but we haven't been able to uh, sort of you know, get in front of the eight ball. So we had a big game this weekend, actually, against the Swans. So a few mm-hmm. players back, hopefully, and it should be a good game. Stevie J Cup. Uh, I think it's the Brett Kirk medal. Oh, Brett Kirk medal, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got... I think Jade Mumford wants that tag as well, but yeah, I'm not about <laughs> third or fourth in line. We've got uh, one of our favourites, uh, Harry Perryman, looking like he's coming back this week. You must, all you coaches must uh, really sort of like him as a player. He, he seems very coachable and, and adaptable to most situations. Yeah, certainly. Um, 
definitely one of the one of the coaches' favourites across the board. Um, yeah, uncompromising the way he goes about it. You know, he's pretty laid back off the field, um, which we love as well. But uh, when he when he crosses the line, uh, if there's a ball in the air and there's you know players coming the other way, uh, you know that he's he's not going to blink an eyelid. So um, on the back of that, he's you know he's pretty pretty handy with ball in hand. He's just one of those players that you got full faith in. I think you know. He was Leon Cameron's favourite player by, by an absolute mile. Yeah, I think, and, and he, he moved into the midfield uh, just recently before he got injured, and, and um, we, knowing him, always knew that there were some midfield roles for him. Do you think with Leon that um, he just had that pure safety and knowing that you could put him on a half-back flank or a wing and just leave him there and know that that job's done and therefore didn't get some time in the middle, or is it something else? Uh, yeah, I think, um, well, just given the, the depth we have through our midfield, I think, um, yeah, a player like Harry that can sort of read the game off half-back and, and also use it yeah, in transition is pretty important to your team as well. So it's just weighing up that balance. There's no doubt um, he could have been playing as a starting midfielder uh, throughout the time that he's been at half-back. But, um, yeah, just recently we moved him into the middle. Just, you know, you have full faith that... You know, if there's a contest there or a ground ball, he's going to be, uh, he's going to win more than his fair share. He's going to win more than 50-50. So uh, that was good for him. He was playing a really, really important role for us in there, playing some good footy, but then uh, had the rib injury. So he's been out for six weeks, and uh, I think he's a chance to come back this week. So he's got a fitness test tomorrow, I think. And the coaching group at the moment, you uh, guys, to me, so would, I would think you'd be having some some fun uh, coaching, sort of a younger group and uh, all played against each other and so so forth? Yeah, yeah, we all get along pretty well. Um, yeah, Amon, Buchanan, Mark McVeigh and I have played a fair bit of footy against each other and um, yeah, we'd like to be going better as I said but um, you know, last week we, we only had 29 to choose from so there's, a, there's probably a couple of excuses there but uh, you know, we just want to finish off in the right manner this, this year. Hopefully, you know, we've got some younger players that are getting an opportunity so um, it's going to be great for them this weekend. It's going to be a you know, pretty big crowd that they, they don't get to play in front of a lot so good opportunity for us to uh, hopefully finish off the season the right way and hopefully we can you know, pick off one of these good teams on the way home. Yes, certainly, Arzen. We're your big uh, scalp to get the Swans. Um, now, Stevie, how, uh, you're coaching. Um, how far do you want to go with it, mate? Uh, are, are you got aspirations to get any higher than what you are? I don't really spend too much time thinking about it. I think, um, you know, I'm only still in my 30s. Uh, and I say that I'm, I've just turned 39, so I'll hold on to that as long as I can. But, um, yeah, as I said, I, I, I always sort of harbour ambitions to go into coaching when I finish playing footy because I just you know, have such a passion for the game and a love uh, for it. But, um, yeah, the three years at Sydney were, were great for my learning and another two years at the Giants so far has been great. So, um, yeah, I'm still learning still reasonably young in the in the coaching case but it's a lot different to playing so uh, yeah just trying to learn as much as I can and we'll see where that goes in the future so you won't put your hand up for the North or the Giants job no no not yet not yet not quite ready yet but um, <laughs> yeah maybe one day when uh, when one of the jobs pops up I might be ready <laughs> And uh, I think we spoke to you off air before. Uh, I'm a North man and, and, and sort of touted the idea of James Hurd. I, I like the way he is with people and from what we've heard from Harry, that he's really good with his, with the players. Is, is he ready to go again, do you think? Uh, yeah, I 
I think he'd, he'd definitely be ready if he if he wanted to, but I'm not sure where his mindset's at. I think he's um, he's running some pretty strong businesses which uh, tie up a fair, fair bit of his time. But uh, in the time that he he get he's able to get to the club and and on match day he um, he does he does build some pretty good relationships pretty quickly and and the players obviously hang off every word he says. So. It's been uh, it's been really a really positive thing for the club to have him around. Uh, real bonus for us. Hey Stevie, just on yourself, what, how do you balance sort of your life at the moment? Given uh, well, I don't get to play as much golf as I used to when I yeah. when I played. So Disappointing. I I could have played forever, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, we're up in up in Sydney and just the uh, I've, got, I've got the three kids. So when I'm not uh, at work, I'm, I'm either at school pickup or we're running around, uh, you know, footy training tonight. Uh, and other things going on, so that's, that pretty much takes up most of my time. Yep, no, we understand that, both of us are parents, so yep, no, we get it. Uh, now, also, just last one, Stevie, before we let you go, and thank you for your time. Yep. But what would you rather, a count down clock or a count up clock at the footy? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think I'd probably still go with the the count up clock, but um, I'd probably agree with a few people that come out last week and said that it'd be great if there was extra time for a draw. Anticipation. The anticipation with the count up clock, not knowing, I mean, some people, a lot of people probably have the radio uh, on at the footy in in their ear at at these times, but um, yeah, as that siren goes, if it's a draw, I'd love to see a bit of extra time, maybe next next team to score, that'd be that'd be great to watch. Good point, no, that's fair enough, fair enough. Hey, Stevie, we'll leave it there, mate, but thank you so much for your time, mate. It's been fantastic to uh, chat with, uh, with you. One of the greats, thanks, mate. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Not a problem. There we go. 2007 Norm Smith medalist for the Mighty Cats. Uh, Stevie J. Great player.